Have you ever met anyone? I'm talking anyone in your life at any age. They could be seven or they could be 77. And every single person you've ever met that you know is busy. They think they're busy. And yet so few of us are making progress in what matters most. Why? Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This episode of the Culture Hacks Podcast is sponsored by Lead in 30. Leading others is hard. Learn how to create clarity, alignment, and movement at leadin30.com. I don't know about you, but there is no worse feeling than, you know, after a month or three months or maybe a year looking in the rearview mirror and realizing, ah, I didn't make any progress on that. Or whether it could be something in our home, like that thing is still in the same condition it's always been in. Or it could be your health. Like, I, you know what? I, I'm, not any, I'm not any thinner. I'm not even any healthier. I'm not any whatever than I was three months ago or a year ago. Or it's your career. Like, my gosh, you know what? Six months have gone by or, or six years have gone by. And I'm still in this same spot. And it's driving me crazy. And yet at this, so how does that happen? Because we're all busy, like you're doing stuff. And I don't care what age you are, what you do for a living, whether you have a job or you don't have a job, none of that matters because I've never met the individual, anyone who doesn't feel like, yeah, I got a lot going on. I got, I'm not sure I can fit you in. I'm not sure I've got time for that. Like every single person, you look at some of these people, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like people in your life, you're like, wait, like you're not busy. Have you seen my life? It's, uh, it's interesting to think about. And, and so I want to share with you in this episode, some of, some of the ahas I've had. Now, I don't claim to be the expert in this space, but maybe you struggled with this too, or you think about it from time to time. And I'm going to share with you what I've learned and what I try to think about and what I do to try to not get caught in that cycle of going three months, six months, or six weeks and not having any progress to show in a certain area. I'm not the expert on it. I'm not perfect at it, but I do feel like I'm, I'm better at it now than I was years ago. So I'm going to share that with you in this episode. Welcome into the Culture Hacks podcast. I am Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams at some of the world's biggest companies. Find out more about what our firm does. If your leadership team needs some help, if you've got some, um, if you're interested in, in having an outside perspective, somebody to coach or consult you and to help you grow and help your team achieve results that are critically important. Look us up at LoneRockConsulting.com. Be interested in, in, in having a conversation with you. You can just send me a direct message on LinkedIn as well. Okay, so this idea about focusing on what matters most, how do you do that? Like, how do you make progress on the things that that really matter? And how do you, how do you make sure you're not getting stuck? Now, I'm going to share with you just a few different ideas, a few different things that I've, um, I've learned over the years and that I try to think about. So I'm just going to dive into it and, and have you think about these things. 
the first step that works for me and that, uh, you know, and this is a compilation of reading tons of different books, listening to a lot of different podcasts, buying different courses, having different consultants and coaches over the years. And, and in this specific area, these are little things that I've, I've gathered from lots of different sources that work for me and see if it works for you. You might have a system that works really well for you. And I, I'd actually love to hear what it is. Um, you can direct message me on LinkedIn, share it with me if you've got a system that works really well for you, or if you've got any reactions to what I'm going to share. Okay. So here is, uh, here's step number one for me, pick something that you want to achieve. And it used to be like, we go into a new year, right? A new calendar year. And we'd do some goals or resolutions as a family. And we'd have a little, you know, discussion, uh, early in the year uh, about what are our resolutions. We'd share them one w- with another, right? And we, we'd take notes. My, my, I would, my wife would, and we'd you know, open up like an Apple Notes on our phone and we'd just jot down what people say. And, and some member, depending kind of on the age and different sta- aspects of what stage we're at in life or how we're feeling, some of our kids are more into it. You know, some, some of the kids just rattle off a few things, just like, okay, can, can we end this conversation? So they'd rattle off a few things. You knew that they weren't that committed to it. And others would give some thought to it and they would, they would think deeply about it and then share um, some of what, what what's on their mind. And you could tell they were pretty committed to it. So one of the things that I would do is we had this conversation year after year is I would list out a million different things because there's all, all of these ways that I want to be better and that I want to improve and that I, I want to be a better version of myself and I want to achieve this at work and this personally and this spiritually and this physically. And so I'm just listing out and it's like nine, 10, 15 different goals. And that's a disaster. You can't do that. Who can focus on that many things? You just can't. That's human nature because you're going to forget them. You're like, wait, what's on my list? Because the human, human brain's not wired to remember 14 things or 11 things. It's, it's wired, your brain and my brain. The science shows it. It's absolutely true. You can remember three. You can remember three or four things and that's it. And, and so in a specific category, right? You can recall three or four real easily. So you pick something you want to achieve and you need to narrow that down to just a few categories. So let me give you, let me give you a few ideas for what, what, what I've put on this list over the years. One would be something around physical fitness or health or something like that. Some of you may remember back when COVID first hit and I was traveling like crazy, right? Crisscrossing the globe, um, on the road a ton and, and then COVID hits and now you're doing these virtual meetings and you're working from your home office. All of us are doing that. And I be, and, and the gyms are closed and everything's closed, right? It's a ghost town everywhere we live because we're all staying indoors because we're freaked out. Or at least a lot of people are freaked out in the very early first few weeks of the pandemic. You're freaked out about it, right? All the uncertainty. You don't know what to believe. You're still formulating all these opinions and thoughts. And there's a lot of noise out there. So in the, in that environment, like I wasn't, I, I took like 20 steps a day, like walk from the bedroom to the home office, sit in a chair all day and I didn't exercise, didn't go anywhere. The gym, gym was closed, all these different things. And, and you weren't going out to eat. You weren't going shopping, nothing. And so then you walk your 10 steps back to bed at the end of the day and boom, that's it. And I, I just felt so bloated and lethargic and, trapped indoors and it just wasn't good. And I I just remember that feeling the way I felt physically, which affected the way I felt emotionally. 
And I, I, I just, there got, there got to be a point after a few months of that where I was like, okay, this can't continue. Like, I don't care if they make me wear a mask to the gym. I'm going to the gym when it reopened. And, and I remember he had to schedule like a reservation because they could only let so many people in to the gym at a time. Isn't it crazy? These stories we're going to be able to tell, um, five years from now or 25 years from now to our kids or grandkids or whatever it might be about. Yeah. You, like the gym's closed. And then when they reopened, you had to wear a mask. Can you imagine being on a treadmill and a mask and like you, you couldn't be on every treadmill. You had to be on like every other or every three. And then they put these little plastic walls that were worthless, uh, but they erected them in between each one of us. And, and they only allow 20 people or 30 people into the gym at a time. And you were so nervous to pick up a dumbbell because you're like, man, who else has touched that? Um, I remember going, <laughs> a quick aside, I remember going to a convenience store getting a soda, like a fountain drink in uh, in the first days of the pandemic. And I was, I was literally so freaked out. I know some of you never got to that place and some of you are still at that place. And that's a whole nother episode for another show. But so I'm freaked out. And I remember being nervous about walking in a convenience store, touching the door handle. Like I was freaked out about touching the door handle to open the door to go into the convenience store. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to like grab a cup. Did somebody else touch this cup? Did anybody touch these straws? Did somebody touch these lids? Like I need to get a lid for my cup. But in just, it's kind of crazy looking back on it, how paranoid um, some of us were. I was anyway, in those early days, not going anywhere. And so I made this commitment to, to, uh, to focus on, physical health, like how I wanted to feel. So I wanted to feel more fit. That was on my list of three or four things. That was a top priority. It wasn't on a list of 50 things. Okay. I'll eventually get there. It was, I need to feel this way now. I, and and so it was a top priority. And one of the things that mattered most to me, and then it became, okay, well, what am I doing about it? And it, it became a goal of mine five days a week, at least five days a week working out getting out of the house, going to a gym, even if it's a 20 minute or a 15 minute workout, um, just get to the gym. And so I could look back at my calendar or look at the week ahead or look at today's schedule and make sure that there was time set aside or that I was accomplishing that thing. It had to be in my daily routine because it was one of the things that mattered most. And so as, as you look at this list, that I built over the years of, well, how do I accomplish the things that really matter? How do I progress on those? Number one, pick something that you want to achieve and and there need to be just three or four things. So it could be a promotion. It could be a specific area of your business. It could be a skill you're trying to acquire. It could be a project that you're working on at the house or at work or whatever. It could be, it could be emotional, spiritual, physical health. It could be any of those things. It could be spend more time with the kids, whatever it might be. You, you make that list of three or four things that matter most in three or six months from now, I want to have made progress in this area. So that's the first step in, in making progress on what matters most. Pick those things. Then the second step that works for me is review that thing daily, weekly, and monthly. I, um, I was um, sent a journal by uh, Russell Brunson, by his company. And it was part of the coaching uh, group that I was in at the time. And, uh, and so they would ship like a box to your house every month or two or three months, whatever it was. And they, they would ship you different things. I loved getting that box, by the way. So the box comes and one of the things that was in it was this thing called, um, I think it's called the Hero Journal. 
he wrote journal. It was really funky. I'd never seen a journal like this. And it, it, it was it, it like it was written or drawn out like in cartoons or animated type of thing. And so instead of just being boring pages with a bunch of lines on it and dates, it was like it had characters. And and the book was the journal was made to be like an adventure. Like this is your adventure. And and so one of the questions it had in, in different sections of the journal would ask, OK, what do you what do you want to accomplish or what are your goals? Like it, it had these questions that it would guide you through. Really, really unique. Uh, Heroes Journal. You ought to look it up if you're into journaling or just and it's not for everybody. Some of you would hate it um, with all the doodling and art in it and the characters. But for me, I, I thought when I first opened, it, I'm like, OK, this is weird. And then I thought, actually, this is really cool. And every day, the um, so the journal was made to be. This is your this is your chronicling of your adventure to a destination. Like you're you're writing the story, and I had space in there for your calendar for today and your to do items and all that. But this is this is, you're chronicling your your adventure to whatever destination you're trying to get to. And so every day you had to write on those two pages of the journal what your quest is. That that was the line. My quest colon, and then a couple of lines, right? So what, what are you trying to achieve? I, I, so I started using this. I'm not really good on paper journals, never have been, or calendars, paper calendars, but I thought I'm going to use this. And I didn't use it religiously, but I used it enough to kind of get into some routine of it. And so every day it would, it would ask you, you had to write down, where's my quest? What am I, what's the journey I'm on? I found huge value in that. Huge value daily being reminded, asked about, okay, what are you trying to achieve? Okay, where are you headed right now? Okay, what are you trying to do from a high level? And so doing that, reviewing whatever that list of three or four things is for you that are most important, reviewing that daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly is incredibly important. Why? Because it gets to, it gets to step three. For me, what activity have you done today? What activity you have planned for today, scheduled for today on your to-do list for today or this week that's affecting that thing, that list? Let me give you another example professionally. So we have two areas of our business. One is um, consulting and uh, we've been doing that forever. We consult, you know, so, so executives of large corporations typically will, will put us on a retainer. They'll sign what we call a subscription. It's an annual agreement with us. And, and just like a consult, typical consultant thing, right? To where they say, okay, we want you involved with our leadership team and our organization. And so we're going to sign you for an annual agreement. That just renews every year, right? I mean, they can cancel. We make it super easy to get out of because who the crud wants to work for, with somebody that doesn't want to work with you, right? Like, so if they want to get out of it, okay, cool. If we want to get out of it, okay, cool. Um, so legally anybody, either side can, can, can go away from it. And fortunately we don't, that just doesn't happen in our, in our line of work, which is awesome. I mean, well, that's not totally true because there are times where we, we'll say, you know what, we think that it'd be best if this, or they think they, they'll come to us and say, Hey, we're making this change or that change. And, uh, and we'll put it on hold for a little while or whatever. So there are, there are a few exceptions if I'm being totally honest on that or the size of company, 
like um, we'll be working with some smaller companies and then we'll we'll have a certain rate that we charge and it's not as it's it's not as um, attainable for some organizations. So so there there is a little bit of, of churn in there, but not a lot, fortunately. So that's one side of our business consulting these kind of annual retainers or subscriptions to work with us. We're on site so many times a year. We're in we're doing coaching so many times. There's different aspects of what that looks like. Right. And, and, and those clients, and I, I don't mean this vainly at all, it, it's just factual. Those clients are, are relatively easy for us to get. We have a good number of organizations, a good number of leaders that are reaching out to us and saying, hey, can you work with us or would you work with this team or would you do that? So there, there's, and, and we, don't, we don't seek that out a ton. And if we were to be actively seeking out new consulting clients, we would add a lot more. The reason we don't want more is because that's a, an exchange of time for money, right? We have to we have to put a lot of thought and energy and and time into those clients, and we don't want to we don't want to under deliver for any of them. We've done that at times in our career when we've had too many consulting clients, been on too many projects, and so we limit. We have a limit on the number of consulting clients that we'll add in a given year. So that we can give it uh, appropriate attention, but there's there's just there, we we could make a very comfortable living and do extremely well financially as an organization just with that side of our business, and yet we have this other side which is lead in thirty, which is more of a um, a technology based cohort based system to be able to upgrade the leadership skills to leadership development, right? We call it the future of leadership development. And so lead in 30, some of our consulting clients put lots of leaders through that. And then we have other organizations that are coming to us all the time that we've never heard about or that find out about us, or they'll see an ad we're running or they hear from somebody else and they sign up and they want, they want to put leaders of their organization through lead in 30. Well, the lead in 30 side of our business is the growth, the massive growth engine. Because it, it, we can reach, we can reach thousands and thousands, uh, tens of thousands of leaders at a time through the system, the technology, the software, and systems that we've developed. That we've paid for developers and designers. We 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 invested a lot of money into that. So one of our priorities, thinking back to focusing on what matters most, one of our priorities is growing the technology side, the leadership development side, the lead in thirty side of our business. So. Go back to my list of things. So grow lead in 30. Grow that part of our business is one of our major focuses as an organization. So then you review that. I review my calendar. I think, okay, how much time am I spending today? How many things are on my to-do list today? How many emails did I respond to? How many meetings was I in? What do I have that I'm working on right now that advances, grows that side of our business? And there are days and weeks even when I look at my calendar, I'm like, I didn't spend that much time on it. I might have been in a lead in 30 meeting or a session or a workshop with, you know, hundreds of leaders or whatever that might look like. But I'm not I haven't spent time investing in developing that side of our business, growing it out, building the capacity, hiring new people. I've got three jobs right now that I, I, I've posted that I uh, in our company, I'm responsible for hiring. I'm the hiring manager for those specific positions. And I've done nothing with them. Like we posted the jobs like two or three weeks ago. I haven't spent any time on them. I haven't even looked at who's applied. Like I don't even know how many people have applied. I know we've gotten lots of applications, but I haven't read through them. 
and and some losing key talent, right? Somebody applies for that, sees the job, and goes, "Oh, I guess they're not interested in me because they haven't called me back in three weeks." No, it's because I'm I'm busy with other things, and so I I I that's how I. I focus on what matters most, review my calendar, look at my daily activity, my weekly activity, and am I really affecting that thing? And if I'm not, I've got to make adjustments because everybody's busy and you can fill your calendar with so many decent activities. Like I can fill my calendar. 90% of it could be filled with consulting activity. Just tons and tons and tons and tons of activity. But the growth potential for our company is not that big if I invest 90% of my time there. You tracking with me? So I've got to find ways to spend more time on this other thing that's really important because I don't want the experience six months from now looking back and saying, ah, dang it. Yeah, I meant to spend a lot of time on that important priority, but I didn't. And so that leads me to my last step here, which is resist the urge to become busy doing various miscellaneous activities. And this is one of the biggest challenges in all of our organizations is people who are just busy doing stuff that's not advancing the organization. That's not really moving us forward in the areas that matter most because we're going to fill our time with tons of things. And so the, the skill set here is, again, prior, knowing what to prioritize, picking that list, personally and professionally, then looking at our calendar, whether it's filling out a journal like the one I talked about, or it's in reviewing your calendar every day and your phone or whatever it is and saying, how much time am I spending on that thing? And then making adjustments. There's no finish line on this. There's no achieving it and going, oh, I'm perfect at that. No, this is the daily battle, right? This is the battle of our lives. Daily, weekly, monthly is prioritizing the right things and, and, and shifting our time and attention and focus to the things that matter. The people who have nothing to show, they're not making progress on the things that matter most, don't do these things. They've got a list of 80 different things. It's kind of in their head. It's abstract of, oh, yeah, I want to be more fit. Oh, yeah, I want to grow that side of my business. Oh, I want to develop that skill. Oh, I want to spend more time with the family. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, it's just all these little fun ideas floating around in their head but they don't narrow the list down to know it's these three for the next six months. It's these three things feel physically fit. It's gotta be a priority for me, right? That's where I got. And then it was, I'm going to find time. You can look at my schedule and, you know, employees, different people in our company can look at my schedule and they'll see a workout on my schedule. It's blocked out during the day, not in the, and I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a position where I can do that. So you'll see it. Okay, there's Russ's time to go to the gym. It's right there on the calendar. It moves around a little bit depending on the meetings that, you know, where if a client needs that time, obviously I move the workout to a a later time. I find a, a window and then I lock it down because it's that important for me to make progress on that thing. Because if I, six months from now, three months from now, three weeks from now, look at that and go, oh, I didn't work out at all that week or I worked out twice. I am not going to be happy. I am not going to be satisfied because it's that important to me. You could argue whether that's good or bad or not, but it just is. That's my choice. You get to have a, you get to make the decision for what's on your list. And then I look at the calendar and say, am I doing it? And what's scheduled? So there are some ideas, some things that have helped me um, in focusing on what matters most. It, I really believe it's the difference 
between success um, and achieving the highest levels of uh, achievement and, and not, and just getting stuck in the daily grind of doing lots of things. And it's a, I, I, I hate that feeling. Maybe it's not as miserable as for you as it is for me, but I can't stand to look back at a month or a, or a quarter or a year and go, oh yeah, that was important to me and I didn't make any progress. And so you, we, we got to make adjustments to it. So there are some ideas, some tips, some thoughts around focusing on what matters most. Hopefully that is helpful to you. Look, there are three things that I focus on in each one of these podcast episodes. If you're interested in growing, if you're interested in strengthening your ability to lead, and you're interested in learning how to spend more energy and, 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 and put more effort into creating, then you're in the right place. Those are my three areas of focus in these podcast episodes. Grow, lead, and create. I hope you found some value in this episode, and I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Culture Hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague, or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.